0: Racer X podcast brought to you by the world's number one source of motocross and supercross news and entertainment, RacerXOnline.com. Jason Wygant here, your host, David Pingree. This is the Racer X podcast with your hosts, Jason Wygant and David Pingree. Yes, that's right. How do you like that? We now have intro music. We've stepped up actually in a variety of ways. I uh, even uh, shaved and showered a couple of days ago. That's good because we're on radio, so that's pretty much all you need. As mentioned, Jason Wygant here. And for this episode of the Racerex podcast, we're going to go into testing for racing. Big thanks to Doug Dubach on our previous show, testing for production bike purposes. But today we're going to talk about the elite riders and what it's like to go testing, specifically with a race bike. But in order to get the true analysis, we have to bring in our own racer expert, and that is David Pingree. Ping, are you there? I'm here. All right, last time we talked to Doug Duback about testing production bikes, but uh, let's talk about race testing, which you probably have a little more experience in than the production side. Um, what actually goes on in the mind of a racer and with a team and all that?
1: Well, you know, when we, when we had this discussion um, the first time, we, we talked about uh, all of the things that come together to make a, a successful racer, you know, and a lot of it at that level is mental. So people will say, well, how can, you know, how how important is testing, really, if motocross is so much more rider than machine, you know, like everybody talks about, but that's the thing about testing is, um, that's one of the components of making a good rider, is you know, the more comfortable he is on the bike, the better he feels about his bike, the more confidence he has, and that confidence is such a big part of getting to that very top level of the sport, so, I mean, a lot of the guys on the starting gate are pretty equal when it comes to talent Um, some of them just have more confidence and are more prepared than others so uh, anyway that's what testing does do for you it's it's the mental component that it brings Um, I think more than anything because yeah you might make some some good gains on the motorcycle but at the end of the day it's what it does inside your head that I think
0: really counts so what you're saying is like you go to the starting line it's like having a new toy like this week I have this fork that works better that's going to make the difference this week I'm going to win
1: well, I know it, sounds, it might sound stupid, but you know, sometimes that's what it takes to get over, you know, um, that little hurdle. You know, we've been just on our race team, just yep. digging and scratching, trying to find every little thing here yep. for Will. You know, and we've made some gains since Anaheim three. You know, before we went to Seattle, and um, just those little things. You're like, man, the just feels so much sharper and crisp. You oh, know, I'm, I'm, you know, and he was just excited about it. Like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win this weekend. You know, like. Right. He was actually bummed when he got second last weekend, but it's it's that that's the kind of attitude we want him to have. Like, oh man, we got this this new thing, you know, on the bike, and it's really good, and it's, that's what I needed to win. So, gotcha. Even if it's dumb, if it helps him upstairs, then that's it's doing
0: the job. You know, I don't think it's actually is that dumb. I mean, how many times do people justify buying stupid things off the shelves because they really think it's going to change their life? Like, if I get this app on my iPhone, that's going to change everything, and it maybe doesn't, but. It seems cool, it makes you happy for the day, and that really is the goal as a racer, right? They, for those 20 minutes, they're in a good mood, they're excited.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, just look at the clapper, you know? <laughs> when was that ever a good idea? You know, But the American public got suckered in, and they were happy. They could walk in their house and clap their hands, and boom,
0: life. We, the, we actually have that hooked into this show, so if we ever had a really good show and we got a round of applause, it would end on top. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we better call Nick Way right now, because actually, what is he planning on doing today?
1: he's heading out to the track you know he had to uh, told me he's got a um kind of a busy day so if we if we hurried up in the morning he could do it so we better get up we better call him
0: i don't want to interrupt nick way testing to talk about testing so let's get him on the phone right now <laughs> hello i'm looking for d 27
1: that's me right here
0: Pink, we got you too
1: we got what's me. happening
0: all right now um you're in a rush because are you actually doing some testing today I'm just riding. Oh, you're just riding. All right. Well, for the sake of the show, we're going to say that you're testing, and you can deny it all you want, but I'm just going to keep harping on that. <laughs>
1: yeah, I got some tests to do today.
0: All right, Nick Way, uh, we, we got you on, and you only need a few minutes because you got to go to the test track and test motorcycles, right? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, you're not just riding today. You're really testing for the purposes of our show.
1: I have a toolbox and
0: everything. <laughs> oh, you're, you're <laughs> going to adjust the preload a little bit? Yeah, you never know. Turn some clickers. Um, well, welcome to the show, and thanks for cramming us in. Um, you got a pretty busy schedule. How does this actually work right now with you? Uh, you race up for the Monster Kawasaki team on the weekends, but uh, I saw on your Twitter you're still uh, on the foremost insurance Tyloo bike during the week. Is that what goes on?
1: Yeah, for now, just because, uh, I guess, Ryan and Chad have so many bikes in Florida right now, and then it was such short notice for me to, you know, get back on the team, and then uh, obviously... Styloop and Brown Motorsports and Babbitt, they're cool enough to let me continue to ride my bike. So we put uh, the factory suspension on the the chassis, so it's uh, kind of a hybrid.
0: Hey, that makes you a perfect guy to be in our show to talk about testing for racing. I mean, you've been through, okay, factory rides, you've been a privateer, and now you've been a hybrid. What, what, factory tier or something like that? You've dealt with it all. All Um, let's talk about uh, 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 testing. Uh, Pingree mentioned on the show that it's it's, it's a physical thing, obviously. It's a mechanical thing, but it's also a mental thing. So when you go out and test, like you are today, what, what is really the goal there? Is it all about the bike, or is it about affecting you?
1: Really, I mean, I guess the ultimate goal in the testing is to try to be faster.
0: Yeah. And,
1: uh, I mean, a lot of times I think when you try a bunch of stuff on your bike, it's a lot of times... You know as a rider it, it could get a little confusing because some stuff is definitely a lot more comfortable than than others you know feel like you can you know it, it feels like you're uh you know it's a little bit more comfortable on the bike but that might not equate to faster lap time you know it seems like these days like the stiffer your bike is the faster you can go and you know it's uh that's pretty important and obviously it's not always the most comfortable so it's something that needs to kind of get you know you need to get used to so as you're testing it's it's uh pretty important to keep track of the lap times and kind of and uh you know take notes and things like that
0: but where is the line drawn there i mean are there times where it's faster but you're like no 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 no, trust me this isn't going to be better once we actually go racing or i would prefer it to be a little more comfortable even if it's not reflecting the lap times or do you always go by the lap time
1: well i mean obviously it has to be comfortable to ride for you know 20 laps or 30 plus two you got to be able to finish the moto strong but you know, again, it's, you know, you, it could be a lot of time out chasing your tail if you don't keep track of the right thing.
0: What, what is the experience like, say, as a factory rider? I mean, I know everybody thinks, oh, they have anything they want all the time. Does it really work that way, or is it actually pretty complicated?
1: Uh, it's pretty complicated. It's definitely not like, you know, it's, it seems like a lot of times the uh, technicians or, you know, the team the team they, they try to push you in a certain direction you know like they have you know, done a lot of work on the dyno and they kind of know what may be best or what you're looking for what you know what parts you need to change to do that so it seems like some teams they push you into the setting that, that they would like you to have and yeah. uh other other teams like you know like bones at pro circuit he does he does an awesome job with uh his testing, just his whole method of it you know, he doesn't really tell you what he does it's stiffer or softer, just, you know, you go out and ride it, and he takes lap times, and, and uh, you know, it's kind of unbiased, it's aware, you know, if it's, you, cause he doesn't really, you don't really know exactly what he did to it, so it kind of takes the whole, like, thinking of what you want to change next out of it, and you just focus on your riding, and then, you know, he's, he's in control of the notes and, you know, the changes that are coming up.
0: Yeah, I was wondering about that because in our last show we talked about where sometimes guys, and I guess Bones isn't one of these guys that does this, but sometimes teams will actually not change things and say they change things just to gauge if a rider can tell. <laughs> Have
1: nah, you ever Bones been through that? Bones did that to me. Oh, Bones Nick, did that. Has he, has he done that to you ever? Oh, I'm sure Bones hasn't. Like I said, he just he just doesn't. It's kind of like what's good about him is he doesn't really tell you what he's doing per se, so then you just focus on riding, and then it's kind of from there. It's, you know, whatever you feel fastest on instead of you coming back and being like, well, I think you should put a stiffer fork spring in, which, you know, a lot of guys are, you know, looking for that type of feedback. But I guess, you know, Bones has con- got his testing procedure down to a science to where, you know, what works best for him. And, you know, in my, in my experience, you know, he's probably one of the best I've worked with as far as, um, you know, it's getting to the, to the end goal of which is, you know, having a, a good setting that you can go fast on
0: um how hard is it as a rider to test i mean people come through the ranks and learn as an amateur to ride and to race and to, and they train but testing really isn't something that most guys get into until they're pros or maybe even factory team pros so how hard is that to learn and is it something you can learn or is it something some guys are just always better at than others
1: well i could say that you know specifically because i grew up riding kawasaki's and pro circuits and, uh, you know, my first three years of pro was with Pro Circuit also. And and exactly like what I said about Bones doesn't really tell you what he's changing. You just focus on your riding. You know, once I went to another team and we had some testing to do, it was a bit of a wake-up call for me because I, I had no idea. You know, they would ask me, "What do you, do you want it stiffer? you want it softer? How does it feel? I'd be like, I, you know, I have no idea what to change. Right. Because, you know, like for so many years before... As I was getting into the pro ranks, and even before that, I never had changed anything. You know, it's something that Bones would always do, and I would never know what he did.
0: He just and, gave uh, it to you.
1: I mean, yeah, and I, and I talked to other riders too, kind of come off of the pro circuit team and into and other teams where you know the suspension guy was specifically you, "What do you think? Does it need to be softer, stiffer? You know, you think, do. You think we need a stiffer fork spring or whatever?" And people are just like, I, "You know what? I, do, I really don't know." <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's definitely something that takes some practice to uh, to be able to, to kind of get the feel for and get these technicians kind of headed in the right direction for you.
0: And uh, so, what happens? I mean, at this point, you, you were on the Pro Circuit team. What in the in? I hate to say this, it was the late '90s, right? It was back in the '90s. Yep. Yeah. Well,
1: early, like 2000 was the last year I rode
0: one Okay. That sounds. That sounds even better. So.
1: '97. He stole my mechanic. Oh, really?
0: There's overlap. Yep. Unbelievable.
1: I it I tell Ping was mad that days my guy
0: I, I can feel he's mad right now I think there's tension right now still right 13 I didn't years do,
1: I, I didn't do anything I just they just I just they told me I could race and I was like all right cool <laughs> I don't even know any of these mechanics
0: are <laughs> cover your entry fees and everything Yeah. yeah. so um how, how do you learn it as a, as a again this is something that really only someone at your level, uh, has ever really gone through. Most of the guys riding locally, they just ride what they have. So, what do you have to do to actually become a good test rider? What What are the components?
1: Well, I guess, first and foremost, you kind of have to get, uh, you have to have a feel for what you want your bike to do, what what you need it to do to make you be as fast as you can, yep. and then, you know, kind of go from there. You need to be able to have that feel, and then and then from there, you need to be able to communicate it to the technicians on how to how to get it so that if it's you know if it's way off or you know kind of in the left field, or I mean there's a lot of things. I mean obviously suspension is a, is a you know a real particular part of testing that you know it's just a mining change and it could you know do a lot to feel the bike, but um, the engine characteristics can also you know they can definitely have a have a big effect on how the chassis feels as well. So. You know, there's a there's a bunch of different uh, you know, there's a bunch of different ways to go about everything, but it's basically what you feel most comfortable with, and you know what setting that you can go your personal fastest on.
0: Uh, Ping, hey, you're a team manager. You may have dealt with this, and and Nick, you had touched upon the team almost. Some teams almost want you to go in a direction already. Uh, how individual do teams expect the riders to be? Same, you know, two different riders on the same team well they say listen man i know you think this is the direction you need to go but we've had so many riders on this bike over the years that we know you need to go the other way does that pain does that type of thing happen where you say listen man we're going to just prevent you from going the wrong way early
1: well sometimes if you, if you see a guy kind of getting off down this trail and you're like man I just, that just doesn't seem right if, it, if you know everyone likes their power delivered a little bit differently and the suspension is you know like nick said completely specific to each rider, but, Uh you know, yeah, when you're running an engine on a dyno and you you know, okay, this is the very best package, you know, this one has maybe a little more bottom, or this one's got more top, and maybe this guy likes this one or this one, but if you start straying too far, you know the guy's giving up some horsepower, it's like, you know, sometimes the guys, um, you have to kind of just help coax them along so that they will at least try the other settings and then look at lap times and then you know they they just have to give it a chance because sometimes you know a, a rider you know a good example is suspension you know a guy i've had a lot of times and i've done this too they'll come in and go oh man this stuff's way too stiff um but but actually it's too soft and what's happening is the, the suspension's riding really deep in the stroke where the valving has gotten stiffer. Right. So it's a stiff feeling, but the problem is that it's too soft initially. hmm You know, so that's something that great, Bones is great at doing, is he can watch that and go, oh, yeah, it's riding way too low. And so if the guy says, oh, man, it's too stiff, let's, let's um, soften it up. Bones is like, no, 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 we need to stiffen it up. And Makes the rider's sense. like, what? Like, what are you talking <laughs> about? But he he can see it and knows. You know, you don't have to. And, and a lot of times he won't even tell you what he's doing. He's like, okay, yeah, let me fix that. You know, like Nick said. Or he'll turn your clickers out six and then back in six and tell you to go try to
0: get... <laughs> and then better. suddenly it's way better.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, he pulled that on me. And I, not, not a fan of that move.
0: <laughs> um, hey, Nick, last, last show we had Ping talked about how, you know, they had a, a tire from one brand that they thought was terrible, and then they put it on a different bike, and it worked great, and it affected all these other things. So how do you try to separate all these things? Engine can affect suspension, and tires can affect turning but suspension can affect turning also how do you try to separate all that stuff
1: well i mean i guess you know you listen to each you know whether whoever's doing your engine whoever's doing your suspension and you know obviously do the tire company you know you kind of listen obviously they have the, the most knowledge you know it's like what pink said about the dyno with the engine stuff it's kind of they have they have a pretty good idea uh, of where you need to be and then you know if because you can t- you can you can catch yourself to a standstill. I mean, if you change enough stuff to think you think like it's awesome, it could it could end up being worse than stock, you know. So, kind of have to rely on the people who, you know, it's their expertise in that area. Whether it's the engine guy, or suspension guy, to so definitely to lead you in the right direction, and then kind of uh, you know fine tune it for yourself from there. But I think you know definitely need to uh, listen to the guys who specialize in each area, and then. You know, trying yeah, that's, to that's way too far from what they recommend that's a that's a really good point is is using the guys that are specialized in their area you know like Dunlops have gone out and done a billion hours with you know Reed or guys like Dubach or whoever it is right so they know what the good tires are like okay hey, this is what we found you know these two or three are like the really good tires for you know the specific terrain you're on and you know like bones isn't gonna go and say you know you're sounds like you're lugging. Maybe let's try a different engine package, you know. He he leaves that up to, you know, Mitch and the, the guys at Pro Circuit doing engines. So yep, I think that's something important, you know, and, and Cowie, you know, Nick, talk about that is you guys have – there's a whole staff there. There's a guy that just does suspension, a, just an engine guy and just a clutch perch guy. I mean, you got a whole fleet of guys. Yep. Well, and that's like oh. when I first started riding for them earlier this winter, you know, obviously I did a lot of testing with Chad and with Ryan, and you know, I'm similar size, I guess would be to Chad. So when I first got on the bike, I was like, well, I don't really want to change anything because obviously they've been they've done a lot of testing with these guys to get them to where you know they're at the speed that they're at. So maybe you know, because it was it's been a long time since I've had a teammate specifically who was you know uh, you know up to par with you know the top runners, I guess. so. Uh, it, that was a lot of that was good information for me to have. Just you know, all the rides you know, Chad and Ryan's setting, which is real similar, and um, you know get used to it and try to try to get up to speed. And then you know, obviously, it was quite a bit different than what I was used to with with my Tyloo bike. So once I got back onto it, I you know worked with bones a bunch to try to get the suspension a little bit um, you know because the, the factory bike just seemed it was night and day stiffer than what I was used to. And then, obviously, uh, now being back on it, even off the, the pro circuit stuff that I was using for the last little bit here, it, it, it feels really, really stiff, too. So that's why, you know, it's important for me to get out and do some testing today just to try to that's you know, right. get, a little bit, get a little bit more comfortable.
0: Yes, doing some even testing. Even though
1: I'm not testing anything, I'm just riding it to get used to it. Because that's, that's another thing that, you know, I think a lot of riders may be at the professional level, but also at the amateur level, get a little bit carried away with it, you know, just with the fact that, you know, there's some magical setting that's going to all of a sudden get them that three seconds that they need or one second that they need to be up there and win it every time. And It's just getting something that's close to where, you know, you're, you're able to push it. As, you know, basically, it's, it's going to be as stiff as you need it to push it through some of the gnarly sections, whether it's a or, you know, some, some gnarly uh, whooped-out section on an outdoor track, whatever it may be, But it just needs to be close, and then you need to be able to be comfortable and just ride it to your best ability. And, you know, really, people sometimes people are just looking for a a magical setting that's going to just take them over the top. But really, that's just not happening.
0: Yeah, well, you hit on something, though, right there that, you know, if you're trying to get faster, testing is only a part of it. So how do you determine with your whole program, like, you know what? I mean, testing days aren't the same as practice days, and they're not the same as days out training, I would imagine, right? So you have to try to balance all those elements to try to get it right. You can't just test five days a week. Wouldn't that take away from maybe your fitness or something like that?
1: Oh, definitely. And uh, I guess for me, as far as, like, you know, having that, that happen, I guess, you know, when I rode for KTM, we I was the first, you know, first rider to ride the 450 in Supercross. And, yep. You know, that we, were, we were testing a lot of stuff Mm and they had a bunch of different stuff to try and you know at at a certain point I felt like we was running pretty good and you know it was more or less like me kind of dragging the whole ship down a little bit just because you know I wasn't able to get stay in my routine with training and riding and you know all it was was testing
0: yeah
1: you know you put in those long days of just like two and three lappers at a time and you're kind of riding at like 70% because you're there for like 12 hours it seems like yeah and, uh, you know, it definitely takes away from your racing, you know, when you're developing a bike. So there's definitely a fine line between, you know, testing and racing. And obviously, you want to get your testing out of the way before the season starts so you can just concentrate on your racing as the season goes. But, you know, sometimes you get into uh, some situations where that's just, just, you know, you have to, uh, you know, fine tune some stuff. And that's kind of where we were at KTM. And then, you know, obviously, uh, you know, that's uh, kind of. I'm kind of in a similar spot. You know, this year with, you know, switching teams back and forth, back and forth, it's not that I'm really testing, it's that I'm getting used to something new all the time and you know, it definitely takes away from uh, from your results on the weekend I think.
0: And then, you know, this testing we're talking about doing it at a, a, a test track. You know, it's not like car racing where they can go and test they have a test day at Indy, you know, a month before the race. You're testing at one track and then you're racing on another. So how close is it wind up coming? Are there times where you're like, Man, this worked what the test track, but it's totally different out here on the racetrack.
1: Yeah, that that happens all the time. Um, You know, in California here, the the dirt's pretty hard pack. You know, that allows you to have maybe a little bit softer setting than what you would, you know, want to race with for suspension. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, when it's hard pack it you know obviously it doesn't drag your bike down so it, you know your engine doesn't need to be as strong off the bottom either so
0: uh-huh. you know,
1: if you don't if you don't rely on these guys who have all this experience you know the suspension and the engine guys over the years you know every time you know you'll hear them say you know we want it to be a little bit stiff here cuz it's going to be you know at the races when the dirt is going to drag the bike down and and uh, it's going to be just right so you, know, you need to rely on, on the you know the people who specialize in their area because you know they'll they'll get you in the right direction but for sure from you know from practice track to the races it's, it's definitely quite a bit different because you know they dirt works or even the nationals you know they've been watering and working the track for like you know all week so it kind of has a soft base to it which yep. you know you would need a stiffer set you know you would need a stiffer setting on your suspension and you know pop you know possibly maybe like another tooth on the gearing taller. mm-hmm or uh you know compared to you know if you're riding hard pack all week or you know yeah another good example of that is another great example of that is we'll test suspension get a setting at the test tracks take it to different tracks make sure there's no characteristics at another place that we want to address and then when our race setting is is made they'll make it five percent stiffer wow really we're gonna yeah yep
0: because you just have learned through the years that pretty much happens
1: Because you just can't duplicate that soil, and and um, the the size of those tracks, you know, the jumps are a little bigger. The transitions aren't as good because it's a brand new track. You know, the ones you've been riding are have been just flogged week in and week out for the past three months. So that's just something that a lot of these guys will pick up is they would you know before would get to Anaheim, and all of a sudden all their riders are coming over. Oh man, it's too soft. You know, we got to stiffen it. So. He just kind of takes that out of the equation and, and adds a little bit of um, a little bit of stiffness to the stuff before you even go.
0: Sounds to me like the best setup is to just have suspension that barely even moves. <laughs> Stiffer seems to always be better. I mean, do you get to the point where you're like, okay, this is this is ridiculous?
1: Well, it's definitely well, a fine line. I mean, it's, it's kind of you want it to be stiff, but obviously you need, to, you know, like we talked about before, you need to be able to ride it strong for the entire race, but. You know, it seems like, you know, these days obviously everyone's taking it pretty serious and, uh, you know, the, the riders are kind of, I feel like are definitely have gotten faster over like the last five years, whether, you know, us riders have been working on sprints a lot or whatever the case may be, it's just, you kind of have to be at a faster lap time and not, you know, because sometimes, you know, you could put in 12 really fast laps and just finish it out you know, with, you know, three three seconds of a lap slow, maybe not three seconds of a lap slower yep. for the last eight, but, you know, something, and you're still going to get a good finish, whether if you were, you know, slower the whole time and strong, you know, so it's kind of, it's, I think the racing has evolved, and it's just, you know, it's the, fastest, the faster the lap time you have, the, you know, it's, it's pretty important.
0: You might almost say, then, give up a little bit of that comfort, and maybe the last five laps, it's really beaten you up, but if you got a good start and rode fast the first 15, you're willing to make that compromise I guess yeah basically Um, and then all right at the track uh, how much can you change uh, there I mean at the test track I'm sure you get a lot of a whole army of parts at your disposal but like Ping, what do you got how much can you guys do at the track? Or you're like man we don't have that stuff here
1: well um, yeah if if you know there's something that you may not like um, or there's two different parts that the guy was kind of back and forth Like this might work good on this condition or you know, this might work good here, you'll always keep that on the truck, you know. Um, obviously, like, a good example is Vegas, and like what Nick's talking about with suspension, you know, as, as the dirt gets really hard packed, you need it to be a little bit softer um, in order to uh, get some grip, you know, if, if you've got it so stiff, it's just going to slide out everywhere. So, uh-huh. same thing with power application there, at a place that's really hard and slick, you don't want so much grunt, so guys yeah. might change their setup a little bit for that event, you know, and. If, if you know that's coming up you obviously have it on the truck but yeah typically um, you don't have all of the all of the bits and pieces that you would have had a test in it, you know.
0: Now uh, Nick, on, on even on a factory team where do these parts even come from? Like will you request something and they're like listen we gotta go to Japan or we gotta go back to the shop and build that and that's gonna be a couple of weeks. How, how does that whole thing work? Does that happen? Uh.
1: Well, I mean, uh, uh, like a factory team, yeah. I mean, and, and a lot of times just those parts are kind of, you know, it's like a specific thing or where you're trying to like, you know, that, usually some of that stuff would be like a transmission part or something like okay. that. Okay. Other other than that, like, you know, a lot of the factories really are doing a lot of their stuff in-house now. Yeah. think, you know, yeah. things, you know the, well, I can't really specifically say for Honda because I guess maybe, you know, they would, they would be the ones who I would assume that maybe rely on Japan the most still. Yep. But, uh... You know, a lot of these teams, you know, from, you know, like the 90s, everything came from Japan, you know, every, a lot of it is just, you know, built by the machine shop in-house or, you know, they source it out, whether it's the Pro Circuit or, you know, machine shop in Corona here, wherever. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a lot of the stuff is kind of in control of the team. So, you know, I think that, you know, maybe in the past there was a lot of, we got to wait for that part or whatever, but now it's kind of in the control of the teams, to where you know, they uh, have control of you know, making the parts and doing the R&D and everything. So it's a little more in-house than it was.
0: Now, I know you got to go ride today, so I don't want to keep you too long. But the main thing is, is testing actually fun? Because it seems like most guys just consider it a grind from what I hear. But but what's it like for you, Nick? And what, what do most riders seem to think as far as you know?
1: Well, I mean, I'll definitely if uh, if you have, the, you know, some good people helping you. Yep. And, you know, it's pretty exciting to get them out to the track, you know, it's... Uh, because it feels like obviously it's only bettering your, your race
0: mm-hmm. your
1: race setting, and that's only going to you know benefit you personally. So, you know, for me, it's exciting to come out with, you know, the Kawasaki guys, or, you know, even, you know, when I uh, kind of put together this, this pilot team with, with Brown Motorsports, I had a lot of respect for Alan Brown, and, you know, he helped me a bunch this offseason to try to get, you know, my bike set up. And, you know, obviously working with Bones this year, I'm excited to do that, too. So, um,. You know i i think sometimes you know if, if it can be taken for granted you know if you're on a factory team for like you know the last five years or whatever and it's kind of like how oh, they want to test some more stuff again or <laughs> i know that pro circuit they use you know a lot of times they use like the same guy to test all year where i know it's like jake limer he does a lot of the testing for the pro circuit guys whether it's supercross or outdoor so you know it could get a little monotonous when you have tons of stuff to test all the time but yep. you know for me for me it's not you know. It's, I'm not really like testing a lot, so you know when I get to work with these guys that I have a lot of respect for, I'm I'm pretty excited to have them come work on my bike.
0: What's your experience there, Ping? From yourself or what even your riders say? I mean, is testing like ah, we got to go test, or is it actually something cool?
1: It's it's um, it all depends. You know, I've I've had it both ways. I've had days where you're out there all day long and and you go home with really making little or no gains. You know, you're like what a a waste of time and a burnout, you know, and, and some guys uh-huh. will test all day. I mean, they just, uh, you know, uh, it just gets gnarly. But other days, if you do make a gain and, and you leave the track going, oh, that was so much better. My lap time dropped this much, or I just feel so much better on the bike. Right. And that's that's huge. Like I said, that helps your confidence. If you go to the race on the weekend, like, just pumped, you know. So I've definitely had it both ways. I've had years where I didn't test that much like like Nick said sometimes teams will pick a guy and that's kind of their main guy they test with just for whatever reason and i um, like it, I had a year one year where they, uh, they had another dude they used all season long I barely tested at all and then the next season I did all the testing so i kind of had it both ways
0: How how do they decide that Uh I I think it's
1: just kind of a lot of who's available, who they feel will do a good job, who they feel will um, kind of put the work in you know I mean it's a lot of work so well sometimes like it's also with a team you know maybe that someone they feel like needs to put in a lot of ride time so it's like all right well we're going to take that dude out and do a lot of testing with him just to make sure he's getting his time or
0: whatever (laughs) yeah does it normally translate like if the one guy tests for the team and then you get the stuff that he tested does it normally translate over and work or is there a flaw in that where you're like man I that works for him not me
1: for, uh, it, it can go both ways there too, and and I think the teams have gotten better at at picking out if a guy starts going down. Like I said, they're they're doing everything now, looking at dynos, looking at um, you know, mapping and things, and going, okay, this guy's like going the wrong direction here, you know. Mm-hmm. But in the past, like when I rode for Pro Circuit '95, they had Ryan Hughes doing all the testing, mm-hmm. and he just held the throttle wide open and just abused the clutch. So he wanted a bike that made a ton of top end and nothing down low right and, um Prashan and i both complained that year about the bike like man it's really hard to ride it's like there's nothing nothing and then all of a sudden it yanks out of your hands and you know um, uh
0: uh-huh.
1: but rhino was doing all the testing that year so the yeah. following year rhino moved up and i ended up doing all the testing in 96 and um yeah that, that was kind of the, the two seasons where i did very little and did a lot of it you know and i think mitchell even admit now man that, that bike in 95 wasn't wasn't all that it could have been, you know,
0: so. But that 96 bike was awesome, right? <laughs> well,
1: I, don't know, I don't know what he'll tell you about that, but
0: Okay.
1: I, I think Rhino definitely was, that was a, a bike built specifically for him, and, and unfortunately, we all were made to ride it,
0: so. <laughs> um, hey, Nick, as a fan, everyone every week is always like, oh, man, if this guy would step up, we'd see this battle, and everybody always wants to see that, but does it ever actually work that way? I mean, have you ever gotten apart, changed something on a Wednesday, and then gone to the track Saturday, and you were significantly faster, and a guy that was maybe a little quicker than you the weekend before, you leapfrogged over him. Does it actually work that way, or is it kind of a longer process than that?
1: Well, I guess in, uh, I I don't know. It's definitely a longer process than that. It's kind of like what I said, too. I mean, obviously, you, you get your bike setting to where you can ride at your best. Yep. And I mean, obviously, if you make big changes, you know, it can be better. But mm-hmm. usually if you make a big change, it's not going to be better because you have, you know, it would seem like you had the same resources when you first got your setting. so why make a huge change now? Right. You know, well, obviously it's, you know, a little different for me going from the private bike to the factory bike. Mm-hmm. That's obviously a whole different situation. But, you know, unlike TV or whatever on Speed Vision they always try to make a big deal about, you know, somebody changes something or you know obviously it's gonna be a story but I yep. really don't see it like you know equating to all of a sudden results like week to week but you know it's, it's more it's not just the one change you make it's just the, you know a bunch of changes that you find really that makes a difference
0: and then how much of a factor is the confidence factor because that's what ping has hit on here about just just going to the line at least thinking your bikes better makes a huge difference
1: well, yeah, I mean, and obviously, you know, we've all been in situations where, you know, we were on a certain team or on a certain bike where we weren't the most pumped on it to begin with. Yeah. You know, but, you know, obviously when you're on, you know, like, when, you, when, you, when you're able to ride the team or the bike that you, you know, you think that is going to be the best or, you know, work with some of the guys that you have confidence with that, you know, you've worked with for a long time and you respect their advice, you know, it's obviously... It's only going to help your confidence, and I think that's a lot of it too.
0: Makes sense. You got to go uh, testing, right?
1: Yeah, I'm just, I'm just turning up. Got the sprinklers going right now at the test track.
0: Yeah, yeah, I hear that. I even hear tractors back there. You, you, you have a crew come in when you go riding. A whole army of dozers comes in to get it ready for you, right?
1: Yeah, I actually, park right by the tractor place.
0: <laughs> <laughs> at least makes it sound good. <laughs> Um, all right, well, thanks for the time. I know you got to go riding, but um, why don't you mention once again those people who are making that uh, Tie Lube team uh, work for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously. To uh, put a team together around me was, was pretty awesome. And then, you know, it's even better for them to kind of be cool with me to take the opportunity to ride with the factory team. So I can't thank the Tie Lube, Babbitts, Brown Motorsports, TRS, Foremost insurance crew enough.
0: There you go. There you go. I hope we made it worth you missing a little riding time by, by saying that. See, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, well, I expect you to be, what are we talking, a second and a half or two seconds faster this weekend uh, based on what you learn on the test track today?
1: Uh, should be, maybe, at the least. I'm think i think I'm
0: looking for more. Looking for more than two seconds a lap.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe like five seconds a lap. Right,
0: yeah. Five seconds. <laughs> Actually, you probably will be five seconds a lap faster than Seattle. <laughs> Everybody will right. be. So I guess it works. <laughs> All right. All right, Nick. Thanks for the time, bud. All right. See you
1: guys. Thanks, Nick. See you in Utah, bud. Okay,
0: bye. Thanks. Bye. All right. That's Nick Way. Um, I mean, we could have probably gone on forever and forever, but I know he's actually going to get riding or testing. But um, I, I I know you're available, so I'm going to just bend your ear a little more on this if you don't mind. Um, no problem. No problem. Have you ever experienced that? Have you ever seen that happen? If someone actually does find something and leapfrog, because like Nick said on TV, they bring it up all the time, but it never actually happens like that. The tenth place guy doesn't win the next week because he found a new linkage. Does it ever happen no, in any
1: way? Well, and typically the tenth place guy isn't doing a lot of testing. You know, oh, there you when go. Get, you know, when you get to a team like, let's say the you know the tie loop team that Nick's on, it's like, okay, here's a good, here's an engine package. You know, with your suspension, you might fuss with settings a little bit or this or that, but you don't have all these cool. You don't know, have the resources to go and try all these cool new things. You know, it's like here's here's a bike you're pretty comfortable with. It's pretty good. Go for it. Um, the place where you're going to see testing is bigger teams with a little, a little bit bigger budgets that that can go and buy different things to try and you know make different parts. And um, no, you're not going to see a guy go from. You know, who's been getting fifth all year and all of a sudden he's winning races. I mean, that that isn't realistic. But um, if, a, if a guy is fourth and fifth and kind of on the cusp but just can't quite get there, yep. maybe they do have a good week and find something big. You know, like, um, I don't want to give anything away here, but I know, like with Millsaps mm-hmm. earlier in the year, they, they found something that, that really helped him feel comfortable on the bike. They kind of changed his positioning on there and it it really made a big difference to him. And he went out, I think, the next weekend and got his first podium. And, um, you know, it was a big change, of course. Doesn't mean he podiumed every weekend after that, but it was like, oh, man, I feel so much better on the bike. Right. And even just him saying that on a Wednesday, oh, man, today was so good. I felt so much more comfortable. You know, what is that doing for his head going into the weekend? It's, it's, it's got to help,
0: you know. And he got rid of that creatine, too. That's a double whammy. Creatine is the devil. I, I guess it's like drugs. I didn't realize. It's like smoking. <laughs> yeah. You might,
1: might as well be Marlboro's, I guess.
0: Yeah. Um, now, in, in your team, the situation that you would have is um, you're, you're primarily a lights team. So you're dealing with guys who probably are just at the beginning of their career at this level where they're testing for the first time. So what's that experience like? Uh,
1: well, um, it's, it's different. You know, you've got to be able to... Um, thankfully we've got a dyno and we can sort of watch the engine side of things there and nine times out of ten what, what's good there will relate to the track Right. you know but, um, some of that stuff you have to um, you have to kind of help them along with like we talked about you know and, and this is fortunately Bones at Pro Circuit does all up suspension so um, that's key He's he's really good at being able to um, come out and watch the bike, and um, know what it's doing and what it needs based on what he sees, rather than needing feedback. I um, see. A, a great example of this is Chris Bloth last year.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Chris hasn't really been, hadn't been on teams where he was testing, so he wasn't wasn't really good at it. You know, I mean, he knew mm-hmm. he could tell you, "Oh, I like that," or "I don't like that." I'm comfortable. I'm not, or it feels good, or it doesn't. And it, but but if you said, "Okay," it's He'd say the front end is going down. You know, it's like dropping in the whoops, and my back end's kicking. And he said, "Okay, well, is it packing and then unloading? Is it the rebound too fast? Like what? What's going on? You know, can, you know, you, you try to get some draw some information out of him. And he's like, I don't know. I, it's just <laughs> all I can say is, is I don't like it. It's not. I feel you know, I don't feel comfortable, and the back end keeps popping up. Well, um." Sometimes it's hard to see what he's feeling, yep. but that's one thing that Bones was really able, you know, good at doing is watching and, and pinpointing it and fixing it. Mm-hmm. So this year he's gone to the Hart & Huntington team, he's using a new suspension guy, and he was struggling at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. If you go back and look at his results because his guy wasn't um, wasn't able to watch it and go, oh, okay, I know exactly what you need to do here. And Chris wasn't able to go, well, here's, here's what it's doing, and here's what you need to fix. Right. But so they were kind of going, I don't know, it's not good. What do you think? Oh, I don't know. Wire more. I don't know. You know, they were just, they weren't making any headway. You know, they were testing, but they were kind of just going in circles. So, um, that can be difficult, you know, and, uh, I think suspension's probably the hardest part to get with an engine. If you're lost, you can ride your teammate's bike or you can, you know, just go off what the dyno says. You can, you know, there's kind of different, different ways to go back to scratch and start over and just, um, make sure you're not getting lost somewhere. But with suspension, it's very unique to each guy. So he might say, hey, well, let me try Mossy's biking. Oh, man, that's terrible. Like, that's the worst stuff I've ever felt. Like, how does he even ride that? Right, right. Um, But the engines would be real close. You know, in fact, I think all of our guys were practically identical last year with engine package, but the suspension was all over the map, you know.
0: Uh, That eliminates one other problem. I was wondering, I mean, you know, in a way, the teammates still are our competitors. So is there ever a time where people have been close to the vest and kind of bummed about, this guy who I got to race is also going to know exactly what I'm doing. He's there watching me. He's there talking. He's listening. Does that become an issue ever?
1: Um, you know, not with the riders. No? Really, I don't think so much. Um, it's funny, though. It happens with the mechanics. Well, really? If, yeah. If they, if they find one thing... You know, I don't know. Sometimes they can get weird and kind of like, oh, you know, me and my guy are gonna have this, and right. I won't tell anybody. You know, it could be something subtle that really doesn't even, in the grand scheme of things, makes a, you know, just a fraction of a difference. But you know, drives those guys nuts. You know, they they kind of have their own little little battle going on. Like one of our bikes this year, for some reason, Cole Seely's bike makes more horsepower on the dyno every week when we when we. Check them before we go to the race. Then Will Hans' bike, same exact part, but it makes it makes more, it like two tenths of a horsepower more on the dyno every time.
0: So the extra digit and, and on it drives, the number plate. It drives
1: Hans' and mechanic nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Cole's mechanic's like, look, you can come over here and look, man. I'm just, I don't know if I just got a good head or I, I don't know what it is, but I'm, you know, I'm not hiding anything. And uh, Hans' mechanic will be over there, like, what are you doing, you sneaky, you know, like, yeah, accusing him, not not seriously, but. Um, but that stuff does happen, actually, at, at times in different teams. And when I, I remember when I was a Suzuki support guy, um, I'll get somebody in trouble here. But I had a uh, yeah. one of the Suzuki support uh, reps who would go in the box fans back then uh-huh. and they had a couple of factory parts. And uh, we had to we had to keep that stuff on the DL. and The other Suzuki support guys didn't know, and then they, they kind of would look and be like, "Hey, what's that?" And I'd have to lie to them. You know, it was Jeez. real weird, but. You know, sometimes you don't get a whole lot of parts. you gotta, you got to hide it. Or sometimes a guy who this has happened too is if you got a guy who's winning or doing really well and the team only gets one of something or two, mm-hmm. it goes to that guy. And it's like, well, you know, he's winning races or leading the series or whatever, you know, that's happened.
0: So, And that probably causes, depending on the personalities involved, it probably rubs some people the wrong way, at least some crazy dads or agents or trainers or something.
1: Uh, you're always gonna rub some. It, you know, it still happens, even with tires. Really? Um, oh yeah, guys on the podium, they're getting different tires than guys getting seventh and eighth. I promise you. Even if it looks the same and says the same
0: numbers, huh? It's different. Wow. Um, and that's just, I guess that's just the deal. It's like the rich getting richer. I guess it just this is. This how it works. I guess.
1: Well, you know, they just say, "Look, get on the podium, you'll get up too." It's, mm-hmm. it's just you have to kind of earn it and get there and then uh you know there's a limited supply of those things so it can only go to the very best guys
0: i meant that i guess that makes sense um so testing in general uh i'm not hearing anyone really say it's the grind that i thought it was i mean it's like nick was saying you're doing these two or three lap deals but is pretty much everyone able to chalk it up to i guess this is just something that i got to do or have there been times where guys are hating being there and want to leave early or blow it off because they think it sucks
1: well, there's definitely guys that do that, but if you're serious about your career at all,
0: yeah. I mean,
1: you have to take it seriously. I mean, this is um, something that uh, is going to help you. So you're really shooting yourself in the foot if you blow it off. But I think Nick was maybe playing it a little lightly there. Like, Very few guys enjoy testing. Like,
0: I, Yeah, hey, that's, that I sounds get, more I get like to go it.
1: test all day. I mean, it's not that fun. It really
0: isn't. That's that's more like it. Um, And the last thing I was just going to ask you is, um, a couple years ago, Dave, you wanted me to write a story about why they allow uh, work suspension when we have, you know, series that are governed by the production rule. So I asked a variety of people. Nick was a privateer at the time with MDK and a Honda. asked factory guys and privateer guys. If they thought it was really, you know, fair to allow work suspension, but you got to technically run a stock frame or cases or whatnot. And... Everyone agreed completely, privateers, factory riders, they said, you know what? doesn't matter. If you have a factory team with good suspension technicians, you're going to have a gigantic advantage anyway. Just having the parts doesn't really make the difference anyway. Um, yeah. Is that is that what we're, we're learning here when you talk about Bones and, and Nick saying it's confidence just having good guys with you?
1: Yeah, I mean... Uh... I I don't believe that entirely. I mean, that work stuff is pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, And just the bottom line, if you've got the same guy... Yep. I don't care how good he is, he can be the best. If you've got... He's working with, you know, (laughs) Lamborghini parts or Volkswagen parts. Right. Which one's going to work better? Yes. That's kind of... That's kind of the the comparison. It's just those works parts are... um, Tighter, made with better materials.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, that said, though, I, I would agree that probably not necessarily. I mean, it, it would it would make the racing better if everyone was on the same stuff. Suspension wise,
0: that was know, the I theory. wish
1: there was a more a more clear cut rule, but
0: hey, what do you guys race on in the lights class? Didn't it change to, like, some, they got to be kit parts or something years ago? What is the deal with that? Is that true?
1: Well, you can, you can run what they call an A-kit, uh-huh. which is um, it has to sell for under a certain amount of money. I, mean, <laughs> I think for, we paid, like, 7000 7, and some change for a set of suspension. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, maybe it has to be under 8000 I don't know the exact number, but. Um, and that gets you this, you know, Showa A-kit stuff that um, is sort of a step down from the, the works-works stuff, but a, a step up from production. And but even in that, it, it's yeah. a noticeable difference, and it's kind of the same step again to the works.
0: But that does mean, and that's a lights-class rule, right? Is that how that works? Uh, correct, yeah. Right, so uh, so even the stuff that the pro-circuit Kawasaki bikes would have, they have A-kit suspension, whereas the Villapoto and Reed 450s are actually, their suspension is another step up cost-wise.
1: That's right. Wow. And that stuff's like, you know, 30,000 or, you know, some crazy number for a set of that stuff. So.
0: Wow. So that rule yeah. actually somewhat is in effect.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely has. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I don't see why they wouldn't make that for both classes, to be honest with you. Yeah,
0: well, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, if they really have a rule and they've figured out a way to make it enforceable and normal for everybody to work around, what's wrong with that?
1: Yeah, that's that's the way it should be, but there's there's a lot of
0: things that should be, that <laughs> just aren't. Yeah, well, the argument I hear from teams often is they say, well, for safety's sake, you know, this way our guy can case a triple and not break his wrists. That's the that's the argument I've heard in the past. For, you know, let us spend as much as possible for safety's sake. How about that? Huh?
1: Yeah, so what, how do you argue against that? You
0: know, it's tough. No, and uh, I guess, I mean, if you could make the bike completely out of carbon fiber and make it weigh 150 pounds, that would be safer. <laughs> so I don't know where the line is drawn there. <laughs> you
1: have to draw a line somewhere,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anything else you feel like uh, we need to, to hit? Uh, I'm asking the questions, but I have no clue. I don't I don't ride at that no, level. You, you
1: know, I, I, the only thing I would probably add is that um, as far as testing goes is, is – um, People should try to learn more about it, you know, on their own Mm -hmm. bikes. Um, I think people kind of go, I don't really know what I'm doing, so I'm just not going to do anything. And they'll buy a stock bike, roll it out of their dealership, throw some numbers on it and go. Mm -hmm. You know, there's definitely some some things you can do to a stock motorcycle or, you know, whatever level your bike is. You know, check your SAG numbers. Make sure they're right. Find out, you know, whether it's 100 millimeters or whatever it is. Make sure it's right. It'll it'll change. You know, I I'll ask guys all the time. Oh, when was the last time you checked your sag? Oh, like you know, six months ago when I bought it. Yeah. And you know, we'll check it again. And it's it like 120 millimeters of sag? You know, it's way too much.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or have you ever checked? You know, when did you last time you checked your tire pressure? Or your you know, have you ever changed clickers? And they're like, uh, what? Yeah. You know, sometimes even if you don't know what you're doing, try it. You know, go in with your compression, see what that feels like, then bring it back out, and you know, just some of that's trial by error and you can actually improve the way your bike works quite a bit um, you just have to be a little proactive and, and make some changes to it
0: you know what i think you hit on the fact that how it's not really that fun to test to, to have a if you're a work-a-day guy and you only get to ride once a week to use that day to do nothing but ride a lap change clickers everybody just yeah. wants to go out and pound laps and i guess that's that's what you're saying about testing it's not necessarily the most fun thing to do but it does help
1: it really does it'll it'll make your uh it'll make your riding that much more enjoyable but yeah you, you do definitely have to sacrifice some time to get that right right obviously it's much easier to find someone that knows what they're doing and say hey hook a brother out here you know what do i do to this thing
0: yeah yeah so, but there are people that can literally watch and and give you pointers just based on looking at you
1: yeah they can get it really close just by watching it you know
0: crazy crazy we need to get yeah, one those of those guys
1: that have spent years and years and years doing it's it. all they do i mean You'd hope they get
0: good at it, you know? <laughs> yeah, if you're riding their stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, well, that's our testing show. We've hit almost an hour here. And, um, hey, well done uh, rounding Nick up. Obviously, he's busy. I don't know what your powers of persuasion are, but well done.
1: <laughs> I just told him I was going to uh, let everybody
0: know he wasn't from Michigan if he didn't do it. Whoa. Oh, did I just say that? That's Man, he, he still <laughs> lost. <laughs> uh, all right, thanks, Ping, and uh, good luck this weekend. Oh, here's one thing on the testing deal. Uh, for example, crazy track in Seattle and then crazy for completely other circumstance. I'm hearing it might snow this weekend in Salt Lake City. I mean, do you have to change things just based on that? How, how much changes with the bikes from race to race just on that?
1: Um, well, a little bit. You know, Seattle being soft like that, um, you might you might adjust your, your suspension settings slightly. But it's, it's not going to change too much. No. Um, now, a place like Salt Lake where you're going to 4,000 feet, uh, we've actually found a local dyno, and we're going to go up there and do a few things uh, on Friday Wow. to try to, yeah, just to compensate for that lack of air. So, um, depends on how serious you want to be. We're obviously in a position here to get second in the series, so we're doing everything we can.
0: Actually, you're in a position to win the title. See?
1: Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, uh, <laughs> Weimer's bike has to basically blow up on the starting line, but I mean, it's possible.
0: If at the beginning of the season if someone said you guys were 19 points down you had a mathematical shot going in the last round on Weimar. Do you, do you take that I mean is that a victory for you guys sounds good to me
1: you know to be um, we were the top finishing Honda team in the series last year with Chris Bloss uh-huh.
0: um,
1: at fifth uh, this year same scenario again we're second yep those are big steps you know so uh, yeah I'm, I'm really happy for Will he's had a great year so is Cole for that matter and um uh yeah, we just, he really wants to get his, a win. You know, I, I actually, we have a really interesting bet here going on. that. Okay. Um, you remember last year when Mossy and Borky, we had, I just got to shave their heads because they didn't get on the podium at the last round, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. You
1: remember seeing that? Mm-hmm. So Will and I made a bet that whoever, if he, he thinks he's winning this weekend, like he's convinced of it. And I said, all right, well, if you're that confident, let's make it interesting. <laughs> so if he wins, I have to wear a skirt for the Vegas track walk. And if he doesn't win, guess who else? He, he's wearing it. So
0: So there will be a skirt.
1: There the- will be a skirt being worn.
0: Mark it down now. There will be a skirt worn on the Vegas track walk.
1: And, and Cole Seely and I have a bet, too, he's got to be on the podium or the other person gets to pick out a hat to wear. Nice. And trust me, it will not be your typical baseball cap.
0: Yeah, it's not going to be a Troy Lee Designs uh, cap that you can buy off the rack. No, no. So, no. are you a, are you a leg shaver? Or are you one of those leg shaving bicycle riding guys? Can you pull
1: um, off the skirt? I'm, a, I'm a trimmer. Yeah, I'm a trimmer. Yep. You might my legs switch. are white right now. They're pasty.
0: Oh. Ooh. Oh. They're so we'll, not going to be sexy. We'll, it will immediately be noticeable if you're wearing a skirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Thanks for the time. Sounds like you got a lot of work to do. If you got to get on the dyno in a different town tomorrow, so get on it. <laughs> that's right. Thanks for the help putting this together, though. You bet. All right, folks, that's our uh, eggs podcast on uh, testing race bikes. We're probably going to have to revisit this topic several times because you can go in a million different directions. And uh, keep tuning us in each week. Sc- subscribe on iTunes, and you'll have it automatically. No testing necessary. Thanks to Pink. Thanks to Nick Way. Jason Wygant. Thanks to you. Thanks to you. i got to test that part for listening.